0: Welcome to Not Over It. I'm Becky Kirsch. And I'm Zreen Siddiqui. And this week is kind of a special episode because it's our season one finale. So we couldn't really decide how to end the season. So we're going to talk a little bit about recent things that are happened. Then we're going to talk a little bit about the many things we're going to miss because we're going to be off until April and sort of, you know, make some predictions about what might happen and what we're not going to get to talk about.
1: Do we have to end this on a cliffhanger? What shows had really good season one finales that we can steal from? Oh, that
0: we can steal the cliffhanger from? Yeah. Mm, I my favorite I, when I think about the best season one finale when I was like, oh my god, I can't wait for more. I still think about Lost. Did you watch Lost? No. What you didn't watch Lost? No. Oh well, this will mean nothing to you, but they kidnap <laughs> Walt. These people come, they think they're getting off the island, they think they're getting rescued, and then it turns out they come and kidnap this guy's son, and this guy's like, we're going to need to take the boy. (laughs) And then the guy's father is like, Walt, and you're like, oh my god, we thought we were getting rescued, now these crazy people are kidnapping people. Anyway.
1: The only thing I was thinking of when you kept saying Walt was Walt Jr. or Walter White, because I'm rewatching Breaking Bad right now, so, but, um... I think Game of Thrones season one had a pretty epic finale. Arya chopped off her hair and was cosplaying as a boy. Joffrey chopped off Ned's head. Daenerys laid dragon eggs. Khal Drogo was a vegetable. Wait, 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 wait,
0: wait, wait, wait! She definitely didn't lay dragon eggs.
1: Well, it was like whatever. She gave birth to like not a human. Okay, and they were eggs. Eggs appeared. They gave her the eggs. They gave her the eggs. I think she laid eggs. Also,
0: I don't know. This is. What are the happy season one finales? There was no cliffhangers. We, we should have gone into the like. like the good place. <laughs> the who will they choose? Oh, the season one for the good place was so good. Yeah, that's a good happy like. That wasn't happy they found out well, they were actually already in hell. Yeah,
1: that's I guess. Well, that show just makes me happy, so I forget that they're.
0: Okay, I think so. My takeaway here is that we're going to make our season one finale more uplifting.
1: Yes. Than I the think rest that's of good, these. <laughs> yes. That is, you know what? That's a good thing to follow. But we can start off with our not-over-its,
0: Becky. What's your not-over-it this week? Okay. So we're going to talk more about the Super Bowl. And we're going to talk more about Kanye. So I had a lot of not-over-its that were involved in there. But um, you and I talk constantly, both on this podcast and not on this podcast, about Hollywood's obsession with reboots and nostalgia and how we're tired of it and how we just want to see a new story. But the trailer for Jurassic World Dominion that aired during the Super Bowl, I'm sad to say, really got me. I was not expecting this. I didn't even see most of the Jurassic Park movies. I've seen the original, of course, and I saw the first Chris Pratt one, but I haven't been, like, seeing them all in between. But you're bringing back Jeff Goldblum and Sam Neill and Laura Dern. In that iconic outfit for the first one and i'm just like fine take my money even though chris pratt annoys me like i they play that jurassic park music and i felt like i need to see this now which i was not expecting
1: no yeah i think it was the music and just seeing laura dern and sam neill on the same screen again on the same like within that realm of like jurassic park i was like oh wait maybe i should watch this but then a part of me is like i don't want to watch this chris pratt's in it and it, who who plays his love interest? Is it Ron Howard's daughter? Bryce Is Howard. Is it Jessica? Yeah. And Ch-
0: okay. I was going to run Jessica Chastain mixed up. So I so can think I, I don't think you're alone on that. But no. um, yeah, I was not expecting to feel that way. And they're really like obviously leaning into the similarities from the first one and everything. So in other Super Bowl ads, though, I will also support people actually doing new things. And the other one that stood out to me was Jordan Peele. And the trailer for Nope, I have no idea what this movie's about. I don't nope. think you are supposed to. <laughs> yeah, pure But Kiki Palmer and Daniel Kaluuya and Steve Young and directed by Jordan Peele, like, you go take my money. I'll come see this also. That yeah, I great. just love I, –
1: I love Kiki Palmer, so I'm very, very excited to see this movie, even though – I know multiple people were like – we were texting and we're just like, so what is it, a rom-com? And I was like, no, we don't have nope. any idea. <sighs> Guessing is like the – not helpful. Also, a rom-com. So, Jory, like, it's definitely a horror movie. Do you yeah, know? Have
0: you like, met Jordan Peele?
1: Yes, yeah, It's definitely not going to be something light and uplifting.
0: No. Yeah. So, I also thought of you because Oscar Isaac has a new show coming to Marvel. Did you see that? No, I missed that. Oh, they unveiled the first trailer for his new Marvel series. And I was like, is Zareen going to watch this because she loves Oscar Isaac? Yeah,
1: of course I will. What is it? Why I does it not I don't remember.
0: Hold, hold on. i wasn't <laughs> expecting to talk about this until right now uh it's also just like you're watching the super bowl and i'm like oh did i know about these moon night okay well don't love the name but also watch
1: it because i'm gonna watch Oscars. moon night
0: moonlight Moon Night, green Knight. it's
1: it seems like a very like a low level effort here happening with the title choice
0: I mean, this is all like comic book stuff that we don't know about, but I was like, this looks good. Of course, I'm also, it's always confusing to me when these actors, now they're like, there's not enough actors in Hollywood for these Marvel movies, so it's like they're recycling them. Like, he was already in X-Men Apocalypse. He played Apocalypse, and technically X-Men crosses over with the Marvel Universe.
1: They do. I thought they lived on like different worlds. And lands. I don't know no, how that works. They don't. They cross over. Where does the silver like surfer two live? <laughs> version.
0: There's two versions technically because. uh um, oh, the DC and the. Like Aaron Tyler Johnson played Quicksilver, but so did Evan Peters played Quicksilver. So Quicksilver was like kind of with the Avengers. But then the he only- was also an X-Men would- and Magneto's his dad. I watched some horrible movie with um Jessica Alba in it where everyone was superheroes the fantastic four
1: yeah oh, okay that's <laughs>
0: well that's chris evans that yeah was chris. he wasn't
1: that he was he funny. tried
0: it and then he came back all right yeah. they they also tried to reboot that movie with miles teller and it was a huge flop oh with michael b jordan I did see it. that in the theater i don't recommend it i'm wow. sure they'll bring that back again if at first you don't succeed. it's only it's only a matter of time we'll talk about that later too about superheroes that will never leave us but now that we've been talking for 45 minutes what's your not over it for this week
1: well, my not over it is, um, I'm I. I, it, I guess it doesn't really make sense in the context, of not over it. But the world is finally watching Love is Blind season two, and as I've mentioned multiple times to Becky, and I think on this podcast, everyone can finally join me in being appalled by one member on this, one cast member on this show. His name is Ubby Shake, but he goes by Shake, which, as a brown person, I already have issues with because he's using some weird like diet version of his name. If we can say Mod. We can say Abhishek. It's fine. Just use your full name. Either way, in the first episode, he asks wait, wait, wait. women.
0: Do you find mod to be a, a hard thing to say?
1: Well, it's like not the most like common name. It looks a little weird on a piece of paper. You know, I don't. Yeah, there's not a lot of mods walking around in Pakistan, I have to say. So if I saw it, I'd be like, what is this? Some kind of weird ingredient that I don't have in my pantry. Um, okay. But either way, this man is appalling for so many reasons. Um, in, the fir- in the very, very first episode, he asks women if they're quote-unquote light because he likes to pick them up, which mm-hmm. already is like – what are you trying to like figure no, out? No, I,
0: I believe what he said was – no, he said – because I just watched this, and this was the first thing I texted you about. He said, do you like going to music festivals? And if we were at a music festival, do you like getting on people's shoulders? And if we were at a music festival – and I wanted to put you on my shoulders. Would I be able to pick you up? so gross. It's so like you definitely He definitely thought he was a genius for coming up with oh, that line yeah. of questioning. And the woman he was talking to was immediately like, what?
1: Yeah, no, it was horrifying. And then he asks someone what size they are because he likes to buy clothes for women. No, he thought he was a genius. No, yeah. And then he asks the woman if he works out because he gets along best with folks that, quote, work out. Um, also, keep in mind, he's not like the picture of fitness which is like also just like a lot of uncomfortable energy coming from and he continues to be the worst throughout the season i've unfortunately watched what much more of this than i should have all in one sitting but um dude overall is like red flags combined into like one giant red flag walk around free in the world His head like held high and i just wonder how that's possible like to have this much audacity it's like and i feel bad for the girl that he like ends up with it's like, she deserves so much better. She's- no
0: spoilers. I've only seen one. And I can't believe he ends up with anyone. And now I'm worried. But um You should be worried. Uh, yeah. My reaction to this was, oh, they cast this guy. Like, he must be a plant. Like, they cast him to be oh, like appalling. he's an real, <laughs> Yes. Like, you know, we hired this actor to be, like, a troll because last season everyone was, like, a little vanilla. Well, and I they're hope. like, this I guy mean, I will mix it too. up because, like, we, the viewers, want us – as much as we are appalled by these people, this is, like – what I'm texting you about. This is, I'm like, oh my God, like who does this guy think he is?
1: <laughs> I know. Well, you know, maybe he is a plant and that's a, I haven't seen like the full end of the show yet because I don't have access to that, but maybe he is. Maybe at the end we find out that he's actually like a very normal, nice guy, but so far it's not looking that great for him. No, no. His,
0: he's not getting a great edit. Um, My other favorite thing from just having seen really one episode, well, I mean, my overall favorite thing is always the people who are like? He's not just my fiance; he's my best friend. And you're like, <laughs> okay, you guys have known each other for eight days. Like, no, as someone who's like, putting he- a lot of work as a best friend to other people, like if someone was just like this guy who I've known for eight days is my best friend, I'd be like, how dare you? But um,
1: no, but they're always like, he knows me better than my family. Like, no, he doesn't. He doesn't actually. He doesn't know you better than your family, and nor no. does she. This is lunacy. But yeah, that's the oh. Beauty but what of I was going to say was,
0: there's one woman who if you watch the show you definitely know who i'm talking about because she mentions it ten thousand times how many followers she has on instagram like she keeps bringing it up i mean she also talks about having a lot of friends and then something about all her friends not fitting in her car which was confusing to me oh yes Um, i vaguely remember her but she talks about her instagram following as you know obviously a source of pride so I had to look up how many Instagram followers she had because, like, these reality stars always come in. You know, we watch Love is Blind. These people come in. They already have, like, 30,000 followers. This woman has 8,000 followers. Now, I'm not saying that's um, nothing, but that's not enough to be positioning yourself as an Instagram influencer where people are really – You know, you don't have a community on Instagram with 8,000 followers. I'm sorry. No, you don't. Yeah. Half those are definitely bots, too.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Or brands that you follow, and they're like, okay, I'll just follow you back for the heck of it because we're a small brand, so not that hard. Anyways, um, I guess we can continue this now that our Not Over It's our Over Just to get into one giant Not Over It, which we wanted to talk about today, is the Super Bowl and Super Bowl featuring Kanye West, or is it Kanye West featuring the Super Bowl?
0: It was like the Super Bowl with Kanye West in the background, which actually Kanye had little to no connection to the Super Bowl. But boy, did he make it seem like he did.
1: He was there and he kept priding himself on like, I didn't expect to be trending today on the day of the Super Bowl and overtaking. And like he definitely was trending and people were obviously paying attention to him because he was posting a lot and saying a lot of wild stuff. But I I don't think he was like overtaking the Super Bowl. By any means. And that's how he was presenting itself. Like, look how big I am. I came and I took over the Super Bowl. I didn't even mean to. Like, you were definitely trying to. You definitely did kind of mean to.
0: I mean, not for nothing during the Super Bowl, which I felt like was very middle of the road for all accounts, like middle of the road commercials, middle of the road game, middle of the road halftime show, which I enjoyed. It was solid, but I did find myself picking up my phone more so to see, oh, what does Kanye post on Instagram? Is Kanye still posting on Instagram? Because he was posting wild things all day.
1: I, I do have to say that a random standout for me was the Planet Fitness commercial with Lindsay Lohan. I know everyone was like, LOL, Lindsay doesn't work at Planet Fitness, but also like Jennifer Aniston isn't out here using a Vino every day either. So like that whole thing to me, I'm like, get over it. It was funny. It was nice to What are you talking about? Wait, are you she trying to tell me
0: are you trying to tell me Zendaya does not have a seashell stand that she designed no, the website I for don't. on Squarespace?
1: Sally sold
0: seashells by the seashore. I don't think
1: so. I hate to break it to you.
0: You crushed my dreams. I, I, as far as commercials go, I did enjoy the Keeping Up With The Joneses commercial where they had Tommy Lee Jones and Leslie Jones and oh, Rashida yes? Jones. Jones.
1: Jones. Jones.
0: And then the uh, Nick Jonas pulls up. And he was like, it's keeping up with the Jonas's now. And it really takes a lot for me to give credit to anything that involves Nick Jonas. But Yes, same. That was good. No, that
1: was good. Um, Back to the Kanye stuff. I think for me, it's more troubling because his daughter and son were like seated right next to him the entire game. And this had obviously been, it had started, I guess like now at this point, which feels like a month ago, where he first started attacking Billie Eilish for she needed to apologize to Travis Scott for stopping a concert where her, you know, the somebody in the audience was getting trampled or something was happening, and she basically stopped the concert to make sure that everyone was the worst,
0: safe. The person couldn't couldn't breathe, I think.
1: Yeah, and and for some reason, Kanye West took that as like a diss towards Travis Scott from Billie Eilish, which I don't think is the case because, at all.
0: Because she stopped and said, at my shows, I make sure that everyone's okay or something to that effect. But she said nothing specifically about... Travis Scott, but yes, he decided that that was like shots fired.
1: And then he started coming after Kid Cudi for no reason, which is like very alarming to me because Kid Cudi is just a pure soul. One of my favorite videos of all time is watching Kid Cudi at Coachella dance to Electric Field by MGMT or whatever, and... Someone posted the video and he responded. He goes, oh yeah, I was like super high. That's when I was rolling really hard. And <laughs> it sounded just everything. I felt amazing. I'm, like he just looks so happy in the corner dancing. But also Kid Ketty responded calling him a dinosaur, which absolutely ended me.
0: So I feel like we should back up a little bit because of so much has happened. So the Billie Eilish thing, he basically said he, Billie Eilish and Kanye are both set to headline at Coachella. And he basically decided that because he felt Billie Eilish... Um, dissed Travis Scott and he, I guess he's planning on bringing Travis Scott to Coachella but said he's not going to be performing at Coachella unless Billie Eilish apologizes first and Billie Eilish was like I didn't say anything about Travis Scott.
1: I wait for people to be okay until I can follow.
0: Also Billie Eilish is a 20 year old woman
1: like yeah, he's Kanye like a-
0: West like it- this is not. This, this is his not whole thing.
1: It. He loves going after women. This is like his whole thing. It's just like gross misogynistic behavior that's like thinly veiled, and I don't even know. But
0: it's- but the reason he's mad at Kid Cudi is because he's friends with Pete Davidson. Yes, which which Kanye West referred to as you know who <laughs> he's <laughs> Voldemort. <laughs> he's like yeah, and Kid Cudi was like as you said. Like, LOL, no one wants to be on your album. You dinosaur, I'm the best thing that ever happened to you. I enjoyed that. And then it, like, it moved so quickly from there that then it was just a lot of Pete Davidson slander. Then it went into him calling out Michael Che And being like, Michael Che, leave SNL. And then Michael Che responded, something to the effect of I stand by my friends. But also followed up with like a whole bunch of demands. It's like that were just completely, you know, insane.
1: And he was like, if you do all these things, I'll come work for you, which was like the most absurd thing. It was like a list of like absurd requests. Um but also there was a, he, he was started talking about on Instagram. There's one post where he basically goes into how media out- outlets are, are allowed to post multiple times a day and it's totally fine. But when he does it, people call him crazy and like Kanye, honey, honey, it's it's not about the cadence. It's about the content. And I think if like pop sugars, Instagram account was posting 900 times a day coming for a different celebrity every 20 minutes, I think people would maybe step back and think something seems off here. Um, But, you know, Kanye has all the support in the world from Kyrie Irving and Antonio Brown, two guys you definitely want in your corner right now.
0: But also, Kanye West has a mental illness. So this isn't completely out of left field and he has done things like this before and then it's turned out that he has perhaps been having an episode or confirmed to have an episode and... Yeah, it is all very, very messy. Well, and then he keeps posting pictures of Pete Davidson with captions like, You'll never meet my kids. And then he's coming from Machine Gun Kelly. It's like very. Oh my God, I know. It's just well, dark. like. here's my question Do you think when SNL comes back um, on February 26th that Michael Chey and Pete Davidson are going to even talk about this? Yes, uh, yes. I think they will 100% you. Use...
1: First of all, SNL could use it. anything and everything in their corner. I can't imagine they would pass up the opportunity to get like attention.
0: But also John Mulaney's is going to be the host. It's just like a <laughs> big just, pile of mess. I love mess. Um well, wait, but also, I can't believe you haven't brought up the most important part of this whole entire thing. What? Kanye West and Julia Fox have called it quit oh, after called why. it quits after almost 6 weeks of dating. I can't believe that.
1: It's so tragic. I really thought they were going to get married and have 100 kids together. I, I can't, can't believe so it's real. over. It Seems did seem surreal. so real
0: She was his muse. She was his muse Like she has Benny Safdie's muse and Anka Jams
1: <laughs> I mean I was Josh Safdie's muse When he wrote Anka Right, Anka Jams Anka Jams I think this is a good place to take a break And step away from this conversation When we come back we'll talk about um, The Oscars that we Unfortunately won't get to cover Because we'll be on a bit of a hiatus
0: Okay, well, we're going to be off the air for a few weeks. We're not even going to try to predict what Kanye might be doing by then. I mean, so much could be happening by then. But we do want to talk a little bit about the other things that are going to happen between now and then, including the Oscars.
1: Yes, the Oscars are airing March 27th, and they're going to be hosted by Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes, and Regina Hall.
0: Yes, three women... And only one of them is white. Can you wow. believe it? I what, I really can't. What year is it? Truly. Listen, I would be excited to see any woman hosting the Oscars because the last time a woman hosted the Oscars, it was Ellen DeGeneres, and the time before that it was Whoopi Goldberg. So looking back on that, especially in right of light of recent things that have happened with Whoopi Goldberg, yikes. It's time for a for a palate cleanser. But um They're not going to host together, it sounds like. Each one is going to take a different hour of the telecast. So I don't know exactly how that's going to work. It's not going to be like an Amy Poehler, Tina Fey situation where they're riffing off each other. But I'm excited about this. This seems like it'll
1: be fun. It's going to be more segmented out, probably, is how it seems. Like, they'll each have their own kind of, like, whatever, 23rd... How long are the Oscars? 900 hours? Um, Three and a half hours.
0: Yeah, so... And none of these women have... Like, I don't think they're, they're going to pull any punches. They're not like, Ellen, like, I'm kind to everyone, even though, like, we know what's really happening. Like, I think they're <laughs> yeah. going to go for the jokes, go for the jugular. Oh, my God. And, like, Regina Hall. Like, speaking of Lifetime Not Over it's Regina Hall's role in Scary Movie, particularly oh. the entire scene where <laughs> oh, she's uh, at the movie theater watching Shakespeare in Love is, like, one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And, like, I think about it all the time. I quote it all the time. It's the best. Hello? Hey, girl. I'm in the movie. Uh-huh. Shake a spin, love. Uh-uh. Oh! You lying. For Christ's sake, will you just shut your trap? Shut up! Hold on. I don't know why y'all is acting like this.
1: I also think about Amy Schumer's movie where she's at a Knicks game and there's like cheerleaders there and she's just screaming. train "Train "Train wreck, wreck." And she's just screaming, you're going to lose us the right to vote. (laughs) Like. I think about that a lot, so right. I'm excited. They're just fun. All of these women are incredibly funny and witty, and
0: it, it, they seem it's just fresh. It's like
1: people we haven't heard from a, from a while, but are favorites. So I'm really excited about this.
0: None of them have a late night talk show like enough James Corden, definitely, and like you oh, know wow. Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, even like Seth Meyers. Nothing against them, but like we've seen it enough. Like I'm yeah, excited, and,
1: right? And I I really like. Kimmel and, and Myers, but the thing is, yeah, I just I don't really feel like I'm watching the Oscars. I'm just watching like a really, really long, weird episode of Jimmy Kimmel live when he's hosting the Oscars. And it's confusing to my brain. So
0: No, and the Oscars has never had a full slate of women. Like either That's either had one been. woman or, you know, they had to throw James Franco out there for <laughs> Anne Hathaway. So
1: <laughs> Poor Anne Hathaway. She deserved better. Trust us for Anne. Well, this is exciting. This actually gets me a little bit more. Amped for the Oscars, if I do say so myself.
0: Yeah. So, the nominations for the Oscars came out last week. So, that's what's going to go with these hosts. They did release the nominations last week. Obviously, because the Golden Globes already happened, we had some idea of who we were going to see here. So, there were still some snubs and surprises, as they say. I mostly can't believe they picked 10 movies for Best Picture. So, they have the option to nominate any number... Between five and ten. In the past few years, it's been like seven or eight. Usually, mm-hmm. in the olden days, it used to only be five. But the last time they had ten was in 2010, which is a while ago.
1: Wow. I guess I don't really pay attention to the number of movies that are nominated, but that's kind of wild to me that there's no like set number that's like been part of the rules for a hundred years. It's always it's interchangeable.
0: Actually, in the 1930s, it went back and forth. And at one point it was up to 12, then it went back to 10. So from 1945 until 2009, Mm -hmm. it was only five. Wow. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Then the limit was raised to 10. Then it was adjusted to being somewhat between five and 10. So since 2011, it has to be minimum five, maximum 10
1: basically now the limit does not exist. <laughs>
0: but yeah, I wasn't I wonder if they wanted to celebrate that last year was very crazy because of COVID, a lot of movies didn't come out, so they really wanted to celebrate it or maybe they just wanted to use this as an opportunity to add more obvious representation. It was a big surprise that Drive My Car was nominated. This is a Japanese film that was getting a lot of buzz in the, you know, best foreign picture category but wasn't necessarily wow. Um, a favorite to be nominated for Best Picture. And it's the first Japanese film to ever get a Best Picture nomination.
1: Wow, that's interesting that it's not just in the foreign category, because I wonder what that's going to open up in the future
0: also. Right, well, I mean, Parasite won Best Picture and that was a that's foreign true. film. So it's possible. Yeah. But I just sort of assume the power of the dog is going to win everything because that's been the clear favorite and it's getting gotten nominations in like every category, including nominations for both Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons, who are both nominated for that movie, and they're married in real life. Fun date night.
1: I still can't believe she's married to Jesse Plemons from Friday Night Lights. It's just every day. Every day. Every time I learn this or someone says it out loud, I'm not learning it, obviously. I know it, but it feels like brand new information in my brain. like can't process it fully.
0: Right. She's married to Landry. Yeah. And then Javier Bardem and Penelope Cruz, also husband and wife, are also both nominated, though not for the same movie. They also mm-hmm. both already have Oscars, so... How nice for them!
1: Well, that sounds lovely. No I, pressure. I have no wa-
0: pressure on their kids.
1: I haven't watched a single. I don't think I watched a single movie this year that's nominated for an Oscar.
0: I keep. I mean, this like. Weird.
1: What? What did you I? Know. Did I watch something? Yes, you time? did. What or kind? Did are you
0: kidding? Like, who what did are I watch? you? <laughs> you definitely watched King Richard. Oh, that's right. I watched. Didn't you watch Richard. Tick Tick Boom? Oh, I watched it. We've already time. talked about this. <laughs> we had like a
1: whole segment about this. Okay. Well, maybe I just forgot that I watched a bunch of movies then. The Power of the Dog is something I know I haven't watched. Maybe because every I keep hearing it everywhere. And then I'm like, I haven't watched any of these movies. I don't know. But then I guess I have. So here we are.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't think you've seen all of them, but you've definitely seen some of them. You also saw Don't Look Up. I did.
1: Okay. Maybe. I <laughs> realized.
0: I mean, I don't. I wouldn't be like you've seen them all, but you've definitely seen some.
1: I want to watch um, West Side Story and Licorice Pizza.
0: I was about to say, I'm like, you'll watch West Side Story. West Side Story is going to be streaming on Disney Plus in March. I'll text you when it happens. Thank you. Um, I know you watched some minutes of Spencer. And you, you also saw The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Did you even look at this list? No, of course not.
1: That's what you're here for. <laughs>
0: Oh, Anjani <laughs> Ellis, you were talking about how much you loved her in King Richard. She was nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Maybe I've watched
1: more than I thought. I, every time I hear like Power of the Dog or like Coda, I'm like, I don't know any of these movies. And then I just like move on.
0: Listen, Z, if you want to go on Twitter and tweet at the oh. Academy who what your favorite film will be, they might recognize you during the Oscars.
1: So people are going to be allowed to vote for... Their favorite film at the Oscars via Twitter with hashtag Oscars fan favorite and and the film that receives the most votes by the by fans on March third is going to be like recognized at the show and three Twitter users who participated in that vote will get to I guess present at Oscars ceremony which this just seems unnecessary and also it's going to be Spider Man right
0: well first of all it doesn't it can be any movie. It doesn't have to I, be an Oscar-nominated movie, <laughs> and then whatever movie wins will not be getting an Oscar. It will just have its name mentioned at the Oscars.
1: Oh, how fun for that movie! I'm gonna put in like heavyweights, that like Disney plot, that Disney movie with Ben Stiller from a hundred years
0: ago. Attention campers, lunch has been canceled today due to lack of hustle. Deal with it. Heavyweights? You refer to that as heavyweights? Heavyweights. Okay, first of all, it has to be a movie that came out last year. It's not any movie that's ever come oh, out in no, your entire life. They should, life. Be, more
1: clear. They should no. be more clear about those rules no, than I don't it, know.
0: it was pretty clear. It says right here in this doc where you put it in movies no. that were released in 2021.
1: Well, I hate rules, so I ignore them. Is one.
0: Heavyweights your favorite movie of all time? I mean, it's
1: a really good movie. It makes me happy.
0: I just want to see you on stage. And the winner is Heavyweights.
1: And then I would like Kenan to come and accept. he was in that movie. Kenan Thompson was in Heavyweights. He was also in D2, The Mighty
0: Ducks. But um, yeah, this seems like a way for the Oscars to quote unquote connect to the kids, but this isn't the way to do it. And I don't really know that the kids are on Twitter, but Zareen, if you did have to vote for your favorite movie of 2021, what would you vote for? Whoa. Um... You don't even know what movies you saw, so that's tough. No,
1: wait, I watched a movie with Ben Affleck that I really liked that you told me to watch. The Tender Bar? Yeah, I liked that movie a lot. I thought it was really cute.
0: (laughs) I loved it so much, I forgot what it was called.
1: Well, yeah. I liked The Tender Bar. It was like sweet. And I think Ben Affleck was great in that movie. And I I love to hate Ben Affleck, but it was hard. Even for me, it's hard to hate Ben Affleck in that movie. I thought he was sweet. So that's what I vote for. What about you, Spider Man?
0: I mean, it's so fresh in my mind because I just saw it. I really wanted to make my not over it that I'm still thinking about Spider-Man No Way Home, but I saw it six weeks after everyone else, and everyone else is quite over it now. And you still haven't seen it. it. Yeah. When does that come out on Disney Plus? Never, because there's a whole thing with Sony. Don't get me started.
1: Okay, well, Um, you explain that to me while we take a break. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) When we come back, we're going to talk about... A couple of things are happening next month that we won't get to talk in real time.
0: To close out this episode, we're going to do a quick little lightning round of the few other things that are coming out in the next few weeks that normally we probably would be talking about that we're anticipating is going to make a splash one way or another. And Great segue right from Ben Affleck into The Batman, which is yet another Batman movie coming out on March 4th. This is better known to most of us as the Robert Pattinson Batman movie. And I I think I'm mostly looking forward to seeing how this movie is received more than I'm dying to watch it myself. Yeah, Um I probably feel the same way.
1: I think I am more intrigued because I I really love Zoe Kravitz and so I'm excited to see her as Batwoman. Catwoman? Batwoman.
0: Batwoman.
1: <laughs> um can't wait to see her reprise her role of Batwoman. Uh I'm excited to see Zoe Kravitz and Robert Pattinson on screen together. Also, because I keep getting fed all of these TikToks of their interviews, and they seem to have really, really great chemistry, which is fun to watch. But I guess it's kind of impossible to not have chemistry with Robert Pattinson. He's very cute, and you're very funny. And I don't, I don't know if people know that because you kind of like have this like cool guy suave thing going on. Do. Yeah, you know you do. Wow, you know. He's very funny.
0: I think the cool guy suave thing would probably be the more surprise no
1: people know that sir but he's yeah he's a funny dude
0: yeah i also didn't think Robert pattinson would ever take on a role of this this mainstream again after twilight because it seemed like after that he was very hell-bent on picking these like art house like david cronenberg like i was watching (laughs) i was watching an interview with him like gq does this actor's retrospective where they talk about past roles so he had to talk about harry potter and twilight and then, like, some of these movies, he's like, I just wanted to be in the weirdest movies that I possibly could. Like, the weirder, the better. Like, that's what I enjoy. So I was surprised that he wanted to be Batman. And I'm looking forward to it. But it just seems like everything that they've tried to do with Batman since the Christopher Nolan trilogy has been a hot mess. So yeah, I do think Christopher Nolan... Now he hasn't ruined
1: Batman, but he's ruined Batman for everybody else. And it's hard to live up to, you know, looking back on the cast of those movies with Heath Ledger and, and Tom Hardy playing those iconic villains. So now I feel like I find I watch the new Batman movies with the same, like, almost this, like, circus kind of background that the one that existed with the George Clooney Batman movie where it's just so, it's supposed to be, like, funny and, like, a joke. I didn't watch the Ben Affleck one. Um... But I heard horrible things about it.
0: Well, what's also confusing is that Ben Affleck as Batman is not over yet. Oh, he's still there. He's still going to be Batman in the upcoming Flash movie with Ezra Miller and Michael Keaton's also going to be in that one. And that one's coming out later. So I don't really know the the, likes. The multiple Batmans existing, like you know, I don't think it's going to be an. into the spider-verse situation although it might be with the michael keaton thing but on this side this is completely different and i think they're trying to relaunch something but the cast of this movie is very good i mean have you seen colin farrell as the penguin completely unrecognizable yeah he looks wild paul dano as a riddler i i I think based on the trailers i'm like i do feel like i've seen this already i'm not necessarily like oh this is going to be new and Different, Like, even though it looks much darker, the Christian Bale Batman movies were very dark. So it's not yeah. like we've never seen dark again. But again, after I saw Spider-Man No Way Home, I'm sort of just like, I prefer the fun ones. Like, make superhero movies fun again. I don't really know that I need the dark, dark, dark. Like, dark. Yeah. yeah. and Bruce Wayne's like, my
1: parents died. Now I'm going to kill everybody else. It's just like, oh my God, what's happening? Like, you should go to therapy. Don't put on this suit and go into the darkness. Like, this is not what you need.
0: Well, I was watching an interview with Robert Pattinson where he was saying that in a lot of these movies, they're sort of like, it's not an origin story. Like, it's not about him being obsessed with his parents dying. And Robert Panson was saying in this one, it very much is him still being obsessed with his parents' death and murder. And I don't know. It's going to be dark, and it's going to be two hours and 55 minutes. Wow.
1: Although, yes. you know, that, that number, because I remember when we watched The Eternals, I was like... We're gonna come out of here being a hundred years old. I don't know if we should go watch this movie, and it went by pretty fast. So, like, I didn't feel like yeah. I was sitting in. It just sounds.
0: Book. I just like remember watching Wolf of Wall Street, and I felt like I was no. In that but that was also so what long. was that
1: like a movie that no one watched that was like on Netflix? Oh, you watched it. The Netf- The movie on Netflix like, last <laughs> The <year>. Irishman.
0: Yeah. <laughs> First of all, everyone watched that that movie okay. that no one watched. Well, it was like,
1: or everyone watched, or kept talking about how long it was and how they like had like white hairs appearing after the movie was done
0: that movie was was very long and i would much rather watch three hours of robert pattinson as batman than to watch that movie again
1: yeah well speaking of again you know what else is coming back we're gonna miss the premiere date uh is bridgerton season two it's coming back on march 25th sans the duke which is quite sad but he's off doing bigger and better things dearest gentle reader Did
0: you miss me? Well, we—I feel like all we talk about recently is the screeners that we got, which I'm sure everyone oh just God, listens and is like, "Must be screeners. nice. Must be nice for you." Um, so, you and I have seen the first couple of episodes of the new season of Bridgerton. Yes. So many twists, so many turns. Just kidding. It's exactly what you think it is. I think the biggest difference is if you didn't know this already. The second season is not about Daphne Bridgerton, and as you said, it's not about the Duke of Hastings, because he's never coming back to the show. i but for you. But it, this series, each season, is going to be about a different member of the Bridgerton family, whose names I mostly forgot. But this one's going to be about Anthony Bridgerton, who is the oldest brother, who I noticed, conveniently has shaved those hideous mutton chops that he has in the first season and yeah, therefore the is much more attractive for this season where he's the main event.
1: That's what it is. I was like, he looks better. He looks different, but I don't know why. And it's the freaking sideburns Good
0: yes. for him. But um, that also means there's a couple of new women love interests in this season who I already am interested in trade out of the gate. and think they're great additions to the cast.
1: Yeah, this is a show where, yeah, you kind of know what you're going to expect, but it's nice to see that it's still very much focused on a diverse cast, and it's still fun and quirky and, you know, extreme and and extra in many ways, but that's sort of the fun of Bridgerton is they talk like weirdos, and it doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, but yeah, a a pair of sisters arrive from Bombay, India, and you can tell immediately from the first five minutes where exactly this is going, because that's romance novels for you. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes. But yeah, I, everyone on the show talks like Jimmy Fallon imitating Downton Abbey to me. <laughs> yes. The current heir to Downton Sixby, Carson Daly has been in a hot air balloon accident It's Christina Aguilera. <laughs> oh, no.
1: Was Celo Green
0: on board? Yes, both he and Christina Aguilera made it out alive, but Carson is listed as missing, so they have to assume the worst. So I was like, welcome right here. Why don't you sit over there? Uh, And you're just like, okay. Um, Other things, we're going to miss the season finale of Euphoria. Yeah, man, I can't
1: believe we're going to not be able to talk about that. This season's been so intense.
0: No, yes, fuck it, I am in love! with me and you know you fucking give me that look Maddie because I didn't fuck your boyfriend. You two were broken up for three weeks and three days before we even had sex
1: so I didn't betray you. Plus you guys are terrible for each other and you know I'm right and you guys can all judge me if you want but I do not care. I have never ever been happier. I mean season one was intense too but maybe this season just feels like there's a lot more things happening in terms of other folks having a larger storyline so it feels like we have a little bit more insight into maddie and we have more insight into lexi which has been super fun seeing her kind of come out of her shell um i love that character i love her character so it's been it's fun to see and i'm i'm bummed we won't be able to talk about the finale which is definitely going to be
0: wild yeah that's going to be wild and then a couple of other things are coming back that will probably still be on when we come back so yeah land has been off the air for 2018 this is going to be the final season. I think I also haven't seen the last few episodes of the first season. Like I watched this season, an episode recently, and I was thinking of you because the whole premise of the episode was that they were at Drake's house for a party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Drake wasn't there, unfortunately, but um, that's hey. going to be good. And then Zareen, now that you're a fan of Survivor, are you going to tune in to watch the new season of Survivor? I want
1: to, but I'm so used to like watching seasons of survivor and having like direct access to the next episode and like quickly finding out. You know, it's like I need to watch all of it all at once. I need it available to me. So I think maybe I'll let it like sit for a week and so I have a bunch of episodes to watch and then go from there.
0: Maybe you should just watch Lost instead.
1: I've seen the very last episode of Lost. Okay. I'm not even gonna <laughs> to touch that. What's
0: wrong with you? All right. We're done here. Okay. It's time for the burning question. Zareen, you ready for your burning question? Yes. It's going to be a hard one. No. Well, I mean, it's going to be a hard one, but it'll be a nice one. Okay. Zareen, We're going to be off the air for a few weeks. Okay. It's going to be a time for us to reflect, to plan for season two. Okay. So off the top of your head... What's something you're really looking forward to discussing in season two of Not Over It? Oh, the rest of Love Is Blind. Really, that- <laughs> Love Is but Blind will be loved and blind by the time. But there's so much
1: stuff that is going to keep happening with Durain Shake that, like, I just kn- I know you're going to care about it, and with Shane. Who can't? Who never seems to stop smiling for some reason? Always looks like he's like chewing gum. Um, no,
0: no, he doesn't blink. Wait, have you watched Love Is Blind Japan? Seems like no. something you should be watching.
1: Well, I've seen it on. No, I've seen
0: time. that it exists on Netflix, but I haven't watched it. But
1: all right, well, it's been fun. We'll be back in April. Tune in then. Until then, DJ play. Bye, 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 by NSYNC. bye, bye. bye.
0: Not Over It is hosted and produced by Becky Kirsch and Zareen Siddiqui. Our producer is Emily Feld. Our editor is John Ross. Our executive producers are Allison Noel and Lisa Sugar. Have something to share? Tell us the moments you're
1: not over by emailing us at notoverit@popsugar.com. at Thanks for listening.